You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV begins right now. Good to be with you as always. Welcome in. If you're watching on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening, we appreciate that very, very much here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Corey and Ira with me. As the voice man just said, this hour brought to you by Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! <laughs> good, good work. It was a, a throaty uh, yay sausage. Yeah, I was into that one. Even though it was uh... a loss. Yeah, even though it was a little pity sausage this weekend. Yeah, right. yeah, that was. Uh, right. It would be cool if they'd have won that game. But hey, that wasn't registered sausage's fault. I was about to say they not. win every they Saturday. Upon yeah, they, they win every week. It was not. And uh, I was talking to our, a good friend Tim Linnefelt the other day, and yeah. he was uh, saying that for Thanksgiving, one of uh, his relatives, or I think his wife Zoe's relatives, mm. was talking about making a maybe a, a some sort of gumbo or something around the holidays, and they were talking about what mm. kind of sausage to get. I thought you were going to say casserole, but gumbo no. is even better. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, and Tim stepped up and was like, well, you got to go with registers. Boom. I mean, you have yeah. to. Boom. I don't even Steady know making bin money. What else is even out there? <laughs> That's a, Are there other sausages? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> heard of any. And we're I not think... trying to put them out of business. You know, Some people may just prefer crappy sausage. They but could. we, yeah, we, we prefer prime premium sausage, yeah. which is register sausage. Run by Ben, who's a, a knoll. Die hard. And uh, it's a company from the Panhandle, so you can buy registered sausage at any grocery store, most grocery stores in the Panhandle, down into Jacksonville and down towards Central Florida. But also, uh, you can have it delivered at registermeats.com. For the holidays, man, you guys don't want yeah. to go through the holidays without your registered sausage. They've got the andouille. They've got the uh, cheddar jalapeno. They've got the short link, yeah. the baby. I mean, it's they got just, it all. Uh, and tell them, obviously, tell them headlines sent you, and you get, I think, ninety percent off up until January first. I thought it was just a free. You, box put, you get a sausage. free box at yeah. first. It's yeah. just to get them get the get the beak wet. That's right. And then they develop the taste for it. <laughs> just, just promo code Corey. Corey is <laughs> yeah, lying. Plug that in there and see if that works. Corey lies. Swiss, That's the promo code. Swiss Irish says that uh, their Publix doesn't sell registers just yet. He has to go to Win Dixie now. I don't know where you live, Swiss Irish, but that is criminal. We're going to have to get on that public. Hey, don't what don't, we, don't besmirch Win Dixie. Well, uh, it's it's uh, it's a little different than public. I get registers <laughs> has partnerships yeah. with all over with Great. wonderful restaurants and, 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 and grocery, grocery stores, stores all over the country. Yeah, including our friends from the uh, the beef people. By the way, 
Did you? I don't. I mean, you're 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 my age, Jeff. Corey, you're a young little younger. Younger. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I can't relate uh, much yeah, to what you yeah. guys say. Was Windex? He was it like Quick Check or something at some point or something like? Didn't it have like a different name at some All right, point? It's, it's time to get into the show. I mean, we don't we don't have time for well, the Dixie Quick Check talk. I, I can't remember. I I I am your age, roughly a little younger. You're but uh, big star. I feel I'll look it up. You guys, okay. You guys talk about Florida State football. I'll figure out <laughs> figure the out history quick check of in the Win Dixie. Yeah. So hey, uh, I was I was thinking that uh, today probably hit Corey hard. Really, last night into today mm. probably hit Corey hard because I know we've watched uh, the sport take a right hand turn into an area that you're not happy about, nor right. am I. Right. And this further bolsters that situation where the pro- college football has a problem. We're getting ready to watch conference championship games and the pending playoff, and we're not talking about that at all. We're talking about the mass exodus of coaches. And basically, the the shine doesn't follow the game anymore. It follows the off-the-field stuff for what coach is going where and why. That's yeah. the real drama, and that's a problem. That's a problem for the sport. You don't want that. You want, like, you know, the stuff that goes on in the National Football League when coaches leave one job and go to another one, they're not really allowed to do it until after the season is over. No teams are allowed to talk to other coaches. So we're in a situation in college now where you have Notre Dame's head coach, Oklahoma's head coach, who, by the way, has not voluntarily left that post at Oklahoma since 1946. Nobody has done that. Now, I'm not begrudging him to do that because if Lincoln Riley got what we're hearing he got, how could you say no? That said, it's not good for the sport, I don't believe. No, I don't think any. And, and then what happens now, because the portal has opened up, and again, I don't begrudge anyone to go follow a coach because these coaches leave on a whim. Yeah. Not a whim, but million, you know, yeah. those big PGA Tour checks. $90 million checks, dollar later. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Lincoln Riley's going to take a few guys from the team and, yeah. and as much of that recruiting class as he can take. And it just, and, but those guys on the team now can go with him with no, with no penalty. Like imagine when Jimbo left A&M, he's like Marvin, Cam. Kando, come on, come on, let's go to A&M together. I don't think he would have said Kando. But Probably, ahead. but yeah. he might have still thought there was something there. I mean, that's, <laughs> the NFL, that's an NFL defensive end you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that. but, yes, it's just like, man, it's just tough. I, I, don't, I can't envision how this is. I don't know how it ends, but, like, Notre Dame's coach leaving to go coach in that conference with those crazies, God love you, LSU, I love your fan base, you're awesome, but you're also crazy, and he's going to be out in four years or five years. They all are. Who's the last LSU coach that was there for a long time? Well, what I would tell you, though, is that he did this for very specific reasons, as in, I can now go try to win a national championship, yeah, man, but and I can't like, do that um, at Notre Dame. Well, but he, yeah, I, I guess. I, I just, and Riley did it, too, for, for other reasons. It's just, have you figured it out, Ira? Yeah, I did. More importantly, I don't really, I didn't listen to any words you guys were talking about, but uh, yeah, they bought Quick Check at one point during their, so the, they, it's a long history. There's a lot of history out there right. about Win Dixie, but uh, they were really prominent in South Florida. That's why I'm a little ah, more familiar. A little bit more. And uh, quick check, but Good. yeah, now man, the show's are, are we, over. Are we <laughs> now the show's over. So as far as the uh, the coaching salary stuff, you know, somebody said to, to me the other day that you know these teams, especially in the SEC, with all the money they've got, like they've got to spend it somewhere. And so the maybe the best way to distance themselves from these other conferences is to just. Way over, like they're not even competing with anybody else. Right. Just way overspend for Trying all these coaches. Trying to get coaches. It back down to zero, yeah. And then nobody, you know, you, like the, what's Florida State going to do? And I know that that's, I think uh, actually somebody emailed me a question they want to ask. And number two, it's a friend of ours who we want to oh, help right. out and get in the well, uh, question number two. I, I, but that's a big topic. I, I, say, I, don't, but I don't like people kind of circumventing, circumventing the, the no matter normal how close protocol. They are to us, right? It does I mean, not matter. Yeah, I mean, know. get in the Facebook line or the Twitter line and take your chances. So... I, I, I kind of thought about this earlier because 
it's very important that Florida State, well, timing works out this way, that Florida State made the move to fire Willie Taggart when they did and to get situated. Could you imagine now the free-for-all if they had held on and had to enter into this market, given what Florida State is compared to Notre Dame, Oklahoma, LSU, Southern Cal? Is that why Miami hasn't entered into the market? Like, I, I don't know what's going on there. Well, I don't think, but, I don't but think my, anybody knows what's going on there. No, I don't think they do either. But also, they're way down here. Yeah, I know. Like, ain't nobody racing to Miami to take that job. But the problem when now these is, other jobs are open. is Florida State's down here as well, far as salary. Sta- well, fine, but they're established right now with a staff and continuity. No, uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Thank yeah. goodness they got that situated right. because if they had entered into this now, well, forget about well, it. Well, and I think when you look at what F- Florida State's position, and, and we're all we're, we all think Mike Norvell's a good coach and can do a and can do a good job and hopefully get them back to like championship caliber. But if it's 2022, 2023, and they're eight and four, what you see the market now? What could Florida State possibly? Where could they go? They can't get Lincoln Riley for twelve million dollars a year. They can't go get uh, Brian Kelly you, for a hundred and ten million. I would want to pay twelve million dollars a year. But there's no number one, there's no guarantees that you're gonna get anybody better. But the market has gone to a place where the, the unless Florida State just opens up the somehow gets a flood of cash, there's no, ceiling got, you hope ceiling he's the right guy. A group yeah, that's what I'm saying. You better you, hope that you better the, the ceiling is a group of five coach. Like they can't go poach a power five coach from anywhere. They have to get an assistant that's unproven. Like that's that's the reality of Florida State's financial position What's, because of the SEC, the Big Ten, USC, they have so much. They they make twenty million dollars a year more than you do. Vanderbilt football because of the TV contract makes twenty million dollars a year more in yeah. football than Florida State and Clemson. That's nuts. Hey, but good That's news. The, the ACC network has signed on. But with we Comcast, buried the lead, everybody. There we go. We buried we the go. lead. We get What's to it? watch the inferior product. Up close and personal well, right here in town. Well, now it's going to be better, though, because yeah. it's going to get that Comcast money. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get some real commercials. That would be nice because yeah. now they're distributed by Comcast as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a long time coming. It, it was supposed to be uh, Jim Phillips, the new AC commissioner. That was you know, obviously one of the big things when he took over. Uh, and they were trying to push it through earlier. It was all part of the Disney con- negotiations with Comcast. and uh, But not before the season, at the end of the season. But at least you got it, man. At least you got it. And it's going to mean – I mean, we don't know exactly how much more it's going to mean per each school in the ACC, but probably three to five million dollars a year um, in extra revenue. So, I mean, it's something, man. It's not it's not SEC money, no, but it's something. It's just to me, and I've said this before, but like we're all all these teams are competing for the same thing, right? A, a college football championship, but there are two conferences that are like the Yankees, and everybody else is like what the Rays. Like you, could, you are the the yeah. The Rays are a good example. The Rays find ways to win. No, yeah. but I'm saying the Rays find. Yes, yeah, you're going to have to be like. But the Rays. you have to be like the Rays yeah, to compete to, with yeah, an yeah. Alabama or an LSU that can just go spend. You know what are they giving Orgeron this year to leave six right. million dollars? No, so I think it's well six million this year. Yeah, but right. More than that so yeah. But next year they'll be paying what in the neighborhood of seventeen million dollars a year mm-hmm. just in head coaching salary. Oh, you I saw mean, the number. That's nuts. So that's what you're competing with. So you have to be like the Tampa Rays. You have to be an incredibly run. Organization the way it is right now, the way college football is set up right now, to be a team so that gets we, that kind of, the, the disparity is so great. Well, we also know that athletic directors have to act very quickly now because of this early signing period. We've yeah, figured that's out that really this, thrown a wrench so, so this things. has been a big problem because now you've got think about it this way that potentially it's not even crazy to think about Notre Dame could make the college football playoff and their head coach just said peace. What has to that happen? Can't for that? be a good look, by the way. Georgia that's, has that to can't be, be good for college football. No, at all. They're going to have an interim coach. In a Perhaps in a game. college football, maybe. I mean, they, but they, it's not wild to think that they could get. Well, Cincinnati might make it. 
and their coach might be going to Notre Dame. Dame. I love how my man, uh, the guy that's going to Florida, is like, no, I must coach in my bowl games. That was, it was a, <laughs> like, I, it was a no, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah. I've got to coach. But Brian Kelly's like, peace, I'm out. And had an 11-minute meeting this morning, and his team may be in the playoff. Um, Once yeah, it leaks, Ira, I think I'd avoid the meeting. I, would, I think you got to go have the meeting before we know yeah. it's about to hit the fan. You can't wait. Like, well, that's why you go to bed overnight here. In the and, and the people can say, "Well, well, you know, he didn't. He didn't announce it. It leaked." It's like, well, don't Dude. don't accept the job until you've talked to your players. Well, that's the same exact thing happened with Jimbo. Here is that week he yeah. was trying to he was trying, he was to, trying to stall so he could coach that ULM game, and John Thrasher was like, "No, man, no, you need to tell me right now. Are you here? Or are you not?" And he said, "I'm not." And he's like, "Okay, well, tell the team goodbye." Because you're done. Because you're not. done. Yeah. Um. And you know, I don't. I don't know. I, the other thing about, I'm pretty sure I would have skipped the 7 a.m. meeting to go hear my head yeah. coach tell me peace out. I'd been like, all right, well, I'll get the. I'll get the. Well, I know you would have definitely yeah. skipped. I'm like, 7 a.m. I'm not get up at 6:30. So 7 Brian Kelly they can... said your son is playing a sport. He'd be like seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't let know. alone to be told somebody's leaving you. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> you could have gone and like brought popcorn or something. Like just like show up in your robe. Yeah. And oh, just like kick up your feet. Throw some kernels at him. Just like. What, what do you got to say, Coach? Yeah. What are you going to tell? What, are you going to make me run laps, huh? And just start throwing kernels at him? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know the the whole thing. On the one hand, it's the salaries are ridiculous. Salaries are ridiculous. What we thought was going to happen is is more and more schools realized how ridiculous it is to get all this money tied up in coaches. And you know, you have a situation with Florida State where they're going to be paying Willie Taggart, you know, millions of dollars over the uh, several more years. I mean, they're going to be paying Willie Taggart for I think three more years, and you know. As these things happen, the Orgeron situation, all these other, that maybe they would figure out a way to scale it back, but instead it's going the opposite way. Well, this gets back to the need to have a commissioner of college football and to reel some of this in. I'm not talking about yeah. begrudging people their money. I'm not counting money. I am saying that you got to have the best interest of the sport in mind, and yeah. nobody, nobody does, does right now. Well, and that nobody might, does. that would, you know, again, to the point you were making earlier, Corey, about like Vanderbilt making $20 million more in Florida State. If it eventually does go to the super conferences, or a super conference, whatever it is, then that creates that scenario where now you've got only the football teams making the football money, mm-hmm. and you don't have these other teams that just happen to be in that conference. Yeah, Vanderbilt can just concentrate on baseball. Well, and, and I do I do think that we have to find – I mean, if college football is going to survive in the way that you would want it to, the most healthy manner possible, where every region of the country has uh, a representative that has a chance – to perhaps make a college football fit playoff if it expands or whatever else. You do have to find a commissioner here to get a handle on what you well, can and can't do. That'll in order probably for happen football. if they ever do a super conference, right? Like well, that would have we, to be yeah, one we, and we may be seeing the, the, all of those yeah. pieces laying out with the NCAA basically throwing up their hands and saying, look, we're, we're out. Maybe you guys need your own governing body. Well, okay, let's have a governing body for these 65 or whatever it is, football schools. And then if that happens, then – they would have to tear up the TV deals. They would have to have some sort of revenue sharing. And yeah. then maybe you could get to a place where it is more like a professional league. The challenge there is then, you know, the, obviously they got to figure out a way to keep compensating or more compensate the athletes as well. Because at that point, you're, you're basically going to a pro model. Yeah. No, and, and people would say, like, why would Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of the sport based on history? Right. Well, I don't know that you can win a national championship at Notre Dame. Right. You could do about what he did, which is actually an incredible job. He yeah. consistently had them winning 11 games, which is a minor miracle where they are in the middle of nowhere, that godforsaken town, with the, with the strict standards to get in, all of that stuff. They still found a way. Now, once they got in and they had to play real teams, they got, they got their ass yeah. beat. Uh, but that was always going to be his ceiling. 
And the last three coaches to coach at LSU have won a national championship. And so two he of goes them, there. And two of them were not as good a coach as he is. Right. So he's yeah. like, look, I'm 60. They're going to pay me more money than I thought I'd ever see in my life. I've got an incredible fan base, and I've got a free reign to rule the state with the greatest defensive lineman every year that uh, the country has to offer. Who's and by good? 65, I'll be getting a huge payout. And maybe buyout. maybe we'll uh, have my 100%. national title. Yeah, well, exactly and, and, right. And they, they both can happen. Yeah. Who's going to look at the other one more side-eyed, like the Louisiana natives? When they hear him talk, or him when he hears them talk. <laughs> the first time he sits down at a good old Baton Rouge restaurant, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and they say, "What do you want?" Yeah, that's gonna be a tough. He's one. like, I can, "Do you have white rice and like bread?" He's like, "No, here's some etouffee, <laughs> some salt." He's like, "What is this? What is, are you speaking English?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be people are scared. Speak to death. the language. Yeah. That's what he's. I mean, and that that part is gonna be fascinating. But if they get past that part, just to the X's and O's. I mean, the the reason Jimbo loved that LSU job, the reason he coveted it, was because you get that whole state, and oh, it's a very own it. talented That's what I'm state. Saying. The defensive linemen that they produce oh every gosh. year, forget about it. Guys, whole... I mean, you know, all all those guys. And so now, if you take a guy who can really coach and put it together a strong, like a really good system, mm-hmm. um, they could be a force. But that culture part is going to be interesting. What is interesting to me is that there were three big jobs. I think now Notre Dame counts, but like USC, LSU, and Florida were the three biggest jobs that were open. Four days ago, USC got the Oklahoma head coach. Mm. LSU got the Notre Dame head coach, and Florida got the guy from ULL. Now, I'm not saying Napier won't do a good job. We have no way to know. You really, nobody could know. But that it, that that is a little. Those are the if more you're a Florida fan. You're like, well, how well, how does LSU have more money than we do? They don't. So why did we get the ULL guy? Because it's and maybe, they got it's perhaps the better hire. Who knows? And then they also right. maybe didn't want to spend. $14 million a year on a Why college not? football coach. Well, who cares? Well, because, just funneling, because the money's just funneling well, in. Well, because you just said it. There's no guarantees any of those guys succeed right. at their new location. But they don't lose money. I, it's I'll like, tell you what, I'm going to pay $7 million and not $14 million. It's so, like Bezos losing money on a yacht. Who cares? You're just going to buy another yacht. Yeah. It is frustrating, though. It's just a bad look for college football. And it's not even, again, about begrudging the money. It's about the, the inability to have any sort of real competition. And it, which is what you keep going yeah. to. It's like there's, there's like 10 schools. We do this every year. At the start of every year, we're like, okay, which four schools have a chance to win a national title this year? It wasn't Now, you could argue that the history of the sport suggests that it was always been a small group of teams that could win a national championship. But I would counter with we've seen many examples back in the day in which a greater representation across the country existed. See, BYU, Colorado, you name it. You can go on and on with yeah. these teams that ha- at least had a chance at times. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. we got to go back to the beginning here and catch up on those that uh, appreciate and uh, contribute to, uh, to the work that we do here. And let's uh, say some thank yous out there. I know I've skipped over a few people early on. Uh, Rob, thank you. He had no question. He just uh, contributed to what we're doing. Really thank you, Rob. That. Thank you very much, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that. Uh, and then also skipped over uh, our friend Sky Ninja. So if the future of FSU is the transfer portal, should we be investing in one and done like basketball elites do with obviously a few elite high school recruits? It's always a weird balancing act, I would say. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you want your core uh, of your team to be rooted in the transfer portal. It's easy to check out. If you're a transfer portal guy, now they were fortunate. They had some guys this year that came in that did anything but check out. They remained invested and they fought. But I don't think that's the norm of the transfer portal. I think most guys see things going off the rails. They're a kind of a mercenary at that point, and they say, "Well, peace. What do I have to? 
play for here. I mean, I'm not invested. I didn't grow up in this culture. This coach didn't recruit me. Yeah. You know, so I think you want the, the core of your talent to come up through recruiting, high school recruiting, that is, and then you need to fill in the gaps, if possible, with guys from the transfer portal. Yeah, and I think the best-case scenario, and I think you see a lot of examples of it on this team, is if you had a prior relationship or somebody on your staff had a prior relationship with the kids when they were coming out of high school, so you've already done that research, that lets you know that, okay, I'm getting into a good situation. The last thing you want is bringing a kid and they become a malcontent and they're only there for one year, they're a mercenary, and now they d- degrade some of the stuff you're trying to build from a team perspective. With FSU, Jermaine Johnson, the fact that he'd been at Georgia where Dan Lanning, who worked with Mike Norvell before, that those relationships certainly helped. Keir Thomas, Odell Higgins recruited Keir Thomas out of high school. So then when Keir Thomas, I'm sure, vouched for Jamie Robinson, that probably carried a lot of weight. Um, that's the key. You just don't want to take, you know, the one guy that they got where they, I think they had no relationships was probably Andrew Parchment. And I think they knew what they were kind of getting into with Andrew Parchment, that there would be some hiccups in terms of getting him to buy in and work the way they wanted him to work. Cause he'd never been exposed to that. And they got through it, but clearly that was not a, a rousing success. Hey, the fourth and 14. We'll always have that. And I think he led the country in offensive pass interference for a wide receiver. He, he does had, have that. He had four this year, including two in his we'll last look back game. fondly in the record book. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I don't think that could ever be broken. I don't think anybody's going to get five in a year. Um, but the answer to the question, like, yeah, they're going to keep going after one year guys. You, this is, well, it's the modern football, but yeah, it's yeah. also where they are right now. They can't, they can't afford to, like, this is going to be a good class they're bringing in high school wise. This class isn't going to win a many games in 2022. Maybe maybe a couple of the skill guys make big right, plays. Right. But the majority of this class probably won't even play much in 2022. So you even if this is a top 10 class, you've still got to you've got to have 10 guys that are that you think are ready made to come in and contribute and just at least add depth. In particular this season, it's yeah. different every year and once you build up a core base of talent, you don't you need it as much. You, you can do sprinkle it, around some. This this is a, going to be a critical year. I and I were talking about out this yesterday. Uh, on the Jeff Cameron show, one to three. See, I keep tuning in three to six got, on the yeah, other stage. Yeah. I keep hearing Christian yeah, stuff, no, religious it's stuff. Right here, it's right here, 93-3 now. That's right. One to three p.m. Yeah, okay. but we were talking about this. It's a If you set your alarm, you, there's you a might be wake, at 12.45, might be awake at 12.45, I get my yeah, eggs, yeah, and I start yeah, listening. Yeah. Yeah. Get going there, a little andouille sausage. Oh, JCS is coming on. So, But by the way... What were you doing? Just I was I was cutting the sausage. Oh, cutting the sausage. I didn't understand the hand. I was really celebrating that the JCS was starting. No, no, what, what I what I'm saying is that uh, this is a vital off season as far as the transfer portal goes. We already know about the recruiting class, and it's important that they get a lot of you know lot signed signed uh, signatures there on the line, which is dotted. But I, I do say that uh, you're going to have to replace quite a bit. It looks like so. Well, you know, if you 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 just I'm worried with all that they've lost, juxtaposed to the success, some of the successes we saw in the second half of the season. Anticipation is going to be for some sort of eight nine win campaign. But if you lose the bulk of that group up front, you ain't winning eight or nine games. Well, you are if you replace them with well, good guys. Well, that's why I say it's absolutely <clears throat> vital. Yeah. And, well, there's two things. One is you know the all ACC team came out today, mm-hmm. and uh, I think as we've all noted, of eight guys from FSU that were received recognition, you had two first teamers, Jamie Robinson and Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson, who I think will be named ACC Defensive Player of the Year tomorrow, which is pretty cool considering nobody knew who he was a year ago. Right. Um, and then on the uh, Two third teamers, Jay Sean Corbin, and um, they had another third team. Fabian guy. Keir Thomas. Keir Fabian Thomas. Keir Thomas. Keir Thomas. Keir Thomas. And then four honorable mentions. Honorable mention. Yeah. Fabian was one of the four guys that got honorable mention. But eight guys got men, got some sort of recognition. It's the most since 2016. And only one of the eight actually signed with Florida State out of high school. The other seven are transfers. So that says two things. One, man, this roster was 
garbage. The the reason because of those two coaching changes that they've had to totally yeah, overhaul it. Yeah. But the other side of it is positive is they did identify guys that came in and had some success and coached them up right. and put them in positions to succeed, which should portend of other guys saying yes in the transfer yeah. portal because they've seen an example of how it can work. Ryan writes, "Can we go after a punt catcher in the portal? Yes. Doesn't even need to return the ball, just catch it." Hundred yeah, percent. A three hundred pounder with hands will do. <laughs> if he can move, that's a. I, I man, I, a tight end. I don't care. Is whatever. They don't have to be able to run fast. Just be able to go get the ball, be fearless, and make good decisions. It is. That's it all is, you need. And it I, is I'm, maddening to watch. It is, and I'm starting to blame the other players on the punt return team to not assume it's going to be dropped. Like quit even blocking. Just run back Just and go for the recovery. Just run back and circle pokey because the ball is going to be on the ground. Or whoever or it is. Travis you, you, Jay, Keyshawn Hilton. You guys might be able to go. a new way of designing a punt yeah. return. Now you're going to go back circle behind him. Yeah. There's no chance now he's going to catch it. He, yeah. in essence, is a decoy. <laughs> right. now, from, you start sprinting towards the yeah. goal line and cut it off at the seven and turn around. You guys all have a better chance of picking it up once it starts rolling around. Yeah. Then you do actually catch it. Now, I know that's not the way it works the rest of the country over. Yeah, we're doing things differently Everybody else here. catches it, but we have our own way of doing things well, that was, uh, truly that was, unique. That was pretty maddening about that game because I think, you know, I think there's a good chance they win that game. I, I know it shouldn't come down to one play. Maybe it doesn't. It's 10-7 to 7 in that spot, right? You just got to stop. You yeah. should have the ball. It's important course, to catch that Of ball. course, the kid. And it was only 10-7 to because you gave him a short field yeah, right, because of another right. special team. So, yeah. of course, the kid booms a Ray Guy punt because why would he? I mean, yeah. opponent, opponent's punting average against this team this year. Might have been an all-time record. I mean, every guy averaged 50 yards a punt. But this league is nothing if it's not a league but of if punting. He, if he, say, Although that was a Florida punt. Say Greg Reed is the punt returner there in that spot. Mm, I bet it, he catches it. Not only does he catch doesn't it. Doesn't call for a fair catch. You're getting the ball at least at midfield, probably on their side of the you field. You think he's going to make the first guy miss? Probably. Yeah. And it's, again, he outkicked his coverage. I mean, think so, about those two possessions before. One, they pumped from their own 35, and... They're playing, or excuse me, they, when they punted the first time, uh, it was a bad punt and it's such a short punt, field. Yeah. But the next time they had it and he, and they went for it, they, they punted instead of going for it to pin them back and they pin them inside the one, which you think is going to give you great field position. Instead, you end up going back at your own 30. So two times in a row, you should have been pinning them back and both yeah. times they ended up far that's on your got, side. Of the that's field. obviously got to improve drastically. Um, if they just had, Good special teams, he doesn't, not elite. Good. I can't, I can't they win a game or two extra this year. That he sleeps. I mean, if I'm Mike Norvell, for as buttoned up as I am, because I'm Mike Norvell, right. I'm organized. Yeah. I'm up early working out. Right. I'm there at the office. I'm working late. We have practices that are really organized. And I, I coach the hell out of special teams. I watch Papuchas do it every day. It seems like we're in order. And then the games happen. So it's got to be a thing where you would just lay in bed and wake up, or if you did fall asleep, like... With night sweats. Yeah. Like, how is this possible? Because it is true, all jokes aside, when you watch the whole of college football and you flip around every Saturday like we all do, everybody catches it. Now, we see blunders. It happens. Yeah. It's the game of football. It's played by humans. But 99% of the time, you see the ball in the air and the kid waiting to catch it, you assume he's going to catch it. Yeah. Not us. Mm-hmm. You it never be- make that assumption. It really has become a self-fulfilling prophecy because you, Travis J. botched some. Keyshawn Helton botched some. Ontario Wilson botched some. Uh What's it, Treshawn Ward certainly botched some in his yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they all just went back there. Like, I think it just, it was like this storm cloud over them in that whole position. And they just, none of them could step up and get through it. Oh, yeah. The weight of it. It's like, yeah, like you say, self fulfilling. Well, what bothers me the most about that particular one, he's not trying to drop a ball and he, he probably lost it in the sun, but it's like, what, 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 it's, it goes back to maybe, um, a philosophy that's not getting instilled in practice is why in the world would a kid boots the ball that far? 
Would you ever fair catch it? He is, by definition, he has outkicked his coverage. Mm-hmm. He's punted at 60 yards. You know that. You had to sprint back to catch well, it. Man, it's He's same, not thinking about that. It's man. The, yeah, it's the same thing as Treshawn letting that, those balls bounce where you just cannot let it bounce. And they were telling him. But that's, like scared, the, but, of the, that's scared of making a mistake. I think it was the, scared of being criticized. I mean, They're catching a 60-yard punt. Is no, 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 no. It, it's just no, no. all of this has become this. The idea of catching a uh, calling a fair catch on a sixty yard punt is asinine, but not for the person who's only obsessing about catching the ball. Well, I wish so he'd obsess they're harder. They're not thinking right, about all of the other aspects of a punt return, yeah. save for well, the singular again, thing. It's easy for you in the press box to think that, or us. Well, but I mean, but, they, but, but, but that's, no, a co- that's you, coaching, they, man. I mean, I'm not saying I it's hear coaching, you. I'm just saying, but it's but it's if if what's happened the first eleven games hadn't happened, I don't think that happens to Pokemon. Right, 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 right. Getting back to this. The reason he's not thinking about how dumb it is to call for a fair catch on a 65-yard punt is he's not thinking about anything other than I have to catch this because we're forever dropping these. I've and got to catch roll 30 this. yards. And, and he knows. So he's not, he hasn't taken the time to think, whoa, well, I mean, God, the, this the, guy's the, kicking 20 yards I feel yards like that's something maybe you have all week to, to, to work on oh, this. Oh, I'm sure. It, By the way, you've been to practice. He's been to every practice. I've been to a lot of practices. They practice But are they telling stuff? these They're guys saying, like, hey, no, I know up. that. I, I know, but th- that is the specific Situation yeah, man, where I'm sure it's Pokey, about. if you sprint backwards to catch a punt, because I, it, we don't know at Florida State because they're punting right footed, left footed. He's not booming <laughs> the sixty yarders, but you, when you sprint back fifteen yards to go catch a punt, you cannot fair catch it because the whole you were going to gain twenty yeah. yards in field position. But he clearly didn't think yeah, to yeah, do that. I don't, think, I don't know how many, times, how many times. Guy. How many times have you talked to a coach, whether it's in basketball or baseball or football? And say, why did that kid do that? And they're like, I don't know. We just told them not yeah, to do we that. We have no right. idea. I mean, but uh, okay, the play but, where Trayshawn so let the ball punt, we, no, they showed don't, Dave. No, I'm just saying it happens. I'm not saying it, it excuses the It only the happens coaches. at one school. I'm just saying you're assuming they don't even talk about it. I'm saying they may talk about it, and it didn't work. Okay, but at the end of the day, it matters what's happened on the field, and clearly they're not getting coached up well in that specific way. I think it's the totality of all the crap that's happened and all the crap they've gotten that's led them to this place where they're all domed up. Put not, Jordan Wilson out there, man. He he ain't afraid to get hit. He's I'm a just big saying, old dude. It's not because they don't they haven't discussed when you fair yeah. cash and when I'm you sure don't. I'm sure it's come up in the meeting rooms. I'm I mean, sure serious. John Papuchas coached the special teams group. Those one of the best in the country. Yeah, Mike Norvell is in there. Michael Norvell goes to all their special teams meetings. Right. I don't think this hasn't been discussed. It's like when you see a, a, a backcourt that turns the ball over excessively. Well, I mean, you know, it's not coached that way. If a kid is just incessantly taking risks or believes in himself or whatever it might be, or lacks confidence, then you see things fall to pieces. But it's not coached that way. It's even brought up not to do that. But it happens all the time. Nobody says, to, you know, I don't want to call out any particular kid, but we've had some kids in the backcourt at Florida State over the years that turned the ball over more than others. Sure. So you know you they're, not names. Co- well, they're not coaching that up. Of course they're not. They're, they're, every week they're saying, guys, we value the basketball. We can't, Especially we can't have live ball turnovers that lead to transition baskets. And we've had teams, not lately, but we've had teams that turn the ball over incessantly. I mean, think of some of the passes like Luke Laux would make. I mean, you're yeah. just like, And I love Luke. Right. But he would make passes, and Leonard would be like, we invent ways to turn the ball yeah, over. Yeah, you can see the look on his face. Like, like, what the It's hell? not like they weren't discussing But I, I, I think it's not like I don't think that they care about it, or even that they might have said, Pokey, if the ball's kicked 60 yards, do not fair catch it. I don't know that that it was ever discussed, because at some point in the middle of this season, just catching the ball, Became, became the thing. biggest issue. But it sure wasn't that. even strategy. It was just, please go catch the ball. It, but at the same time, at the end of the day, 12 games into this debacle of a special team no, but season. Nobody's arguing with you that that's unacceptable. There, that has to be fixed. Agreed. Okay, but. So what's the. Uh, 
we, I was just saying, look at you. Well, because you, you were saying is that like they don't discuss it. And I'm like, how do you, no, why do you say they, they don't, don't discuss, discuss it? it? I didn't say they don't discuss I it. I'm saying exactly I don't know if, said. I don't know if they discuss it. Well, you said, why but, don't they discuss but, it? Oh, sorry. But clearly, Pokey didn't hear it. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. Yeah. Which quarterbacks do the Knowles go after in the transfer portal? Uh, no, definitely, Eric, not Joe Milton of Tennessee, who's terrible. And I don't want Bo Nix, and I don't want Spencer Rattler, so we can put all those guys to rest. I do think you should go after somebody in the transfer portal, just so that if Jordan Travis gets hurt, we don't automatically lose. So you do need to find a backup. That's That, to me, is one of the most fascinating uh, portal watches for Florida State, because it's not like an established Power 5 starter is going to come to compete for a job with a guy that is entrenched. And what, whatever we think about Jordan right, no, Travis, no, no, I, I, he is entrenched. He is the starter if he's healthy. So what are the what are the possibilities on the portal from Florida State side of guys that would be interested in them? So I would argue that you would go after, let's say, just a, a, a decent group of five quarterbacks. Right? Well, and I was going to say, like back when when Spurrier was in Florida and I was covering them, Brian Schottenheimer transferred to Florida to to learn under Spurrier. You know, he wanted to learn. He wanted to become a coach. Yeah. So he wanted to learn under Spurrier. I think Mackenzie Milton, one of the things that attracted him to Florida State was being around Mike Norvell. I think he thinks highly of Mike Norvell because they had gone against each other and he liked he what liked those offense. teams looked like. Yes. So I think that that's going to be the appeal is, is a guy who could come in, could play if he needs to, but maybe he isn't thinking he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, who, who's, who's not thinking, I'm a starter no matter played, what. So and, then what's the, the, the positive there is that you, you, you are we assuming Rodemaker is just not a thing? Like that's not going to be I'm a thing. Not, well, no, no, but I mean, you're certainly just adding to the quarterback room. You're creating right. competition. You're giving yourself more margin for error. Yeah. You want to do all of those things at every position group, by the way. Yeah. So I there's think, nothing wrong with that. I think if you the, if you go with a young, you know, like a, a a young guy who's like a four or five star guy that came out of high school a year ago and wasn't happy and coach got fired or whatever, and he wants to come in, the challenge there, man, is that that guy's probably going to want to play right away. Yeah, yeah, and. AJ Duffy's not going to be thrilled about that guy coming right. in, and neither so, is the kid behind him, the twenty twenty three kid, yeah, yeah. Parsons. Right, Parsons. So, but that's that to me is what's fascinating about. It. Like this time last year, Florida State had a wide open vacancy sign, well lit. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, you can come, come play. That's not there anymore. So the people, you, you know, of course, if Caleb Williams wanted to come, you'd be like Jordan. Sorry, bud. Sorry, I'm taking. You, you, yeah. He's coming. You got to win the job again. But otherwise, you're basically in the portal for a backup. And that's a that's a different pool. That's a different pond. You're it is a different from. pool, but I mean, it and exists. I think you're right. I think a group of five. I think even an FCS kid with experience that wants to play big boy football might want to come. Uh, is Jacksonville State kid? Has he got any options? Has he got any? You certainly you have dying through at the end of the game. You certainly have to find somebody that is at least competent, so that if in fact Jordan goes down, it's not automatically we can't move the ball. We're short. yeah. So and by the way, Jordan goes down a lot. So that is something I mean, you're going to have to settle down with a lot. He finished the last seven games he started. By the way, I thought that was really and important. The whole half against the Gators when the game not was a whole missed, half. He missed two and a half series. He came okay. back and, and it didn't make drive. a difference. You're he right. came back it did. And it did. What, but, what are we doing? Are we now arguing that Jordan Travis has had in, doesn't yeah, you're have injury problems? Like it's 2020 oh. Jordan Travis, and it's not Jordan 2020 Georgia. He couldn't get through a game at times. What I deal with? Yeah, I was right about Pokey. Say it now. Say it. I was right. No, but he's right. Like the thing I thought. I thought that game Saturday was a huge. A huge moment in Jordan Travis's career because of the toughness he showed. Oh, he's always been tough. I've but never no, questioned but he, toughness. You know, last year he, never he'd leave a game toughness. and he wouldn't come back. Uh, this year he left the biggest game, saw that d- disaster that happened after he left. Whatever they did in the locker room to get him right, he came in and played the last half of the game and ran I for 100 yards. I don't think he's lacked toughness. Well, he's, in, he's, he's been banged up, but he's also the last seven games, last eight games, he played them all except for the one that he had the flu. So 
And he was hurt in some of those games, but he still fought through it. I think this season, I don't know if it was before the Syracuse game where he didn't practice one day and then the next, or he had a knee brace on and then the next day yeah, yeah. he's out after, there. After the Louisville game, those next it's couple like days. something flipped and he became a, I don't know if tougher is the right word, but would play through injuries because there's, you have to as a there's quarterback. A, there's a difference between like some some athletes, if they don't feel good, they feel like they can't perform. Right. So it's not like, hey, I'm not tough. It's just, man, I, I can't do the things you want me to do. But at some point, players need to realize, man, you're be- you at 80% is better, is than, better any than anything we else currently. we have. And because he's better at 80% than any option we have, you do need to go bring in a quarterback. Yeah, well, uh, you absolutely do, but you, but unless you think, in, I and, mean, you could, you might have three, and Rodemaker might be a guy that you like because right now you you have three with Duffy coming in, and but you're not going to go to Duffy as a freshman in all no. likelihood if Jordan goes down. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if Rodemaker's not the guy in the spring as your second string guy, then obviously that he 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 won't be playing here. You know what I mean? Like if he's not your viable backup, if you have to go to the portal again. Then that tells me that they don't think Rodemaker can do it here, which is fine. Not everybody's built to play at Florida State, but you have to go get it. If you're going to go get one, get an experienced guy that gives you some depth. I do worry, and and this is, I think it should be self evident. Is his shoulder in need of like reconstruction? Because that injury is constant. It happens a lot. It has happened a lot. How about that? It's a better way of saying it. It's the shoulder, frequently. Don't know. Because and that's another reason that you have to make sure you have requisite depth. Yeah, well, absolutely. But, yeah. but did that happen this year? I mean, I know it happened last year. Has it happened this year? Well, it happened, it happened in the game. Florida game. Oh, in the no, weight in the weight I'm game. The in the weight game. game. In the weight game, he, he got hurt as well. He he, he ran off. But the that field was like, like that. he got hit. I know, but he he yeah. ran yeah. off like that. So that, I thought it, it was something with his shoulder too. Thing. It has been in his yeah. career. But man, I I thought again about him. That was about as in with the people he has around him. And in that environment, and that he was banged up for him to go do what he did, I thought. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought that was a really good game for him, for what, for how maybe teammates think about him now moving forward. For him to come back out and play like that. Yeah, I mean, I just want to make it clear that when I say somebody's injury prone, it doesn't mean I think they're soft. Oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I never thought Jordan Travis was soft. I just thought yeah. he was injury prone. Yeah, I mean, he played. He played. I used nine to wonder games this year. I just I came out of three like... of them. You well, know what I mean? And he I mean, missed the, the Notre Dame camp. game, the weight game, and the then Notre this Dame game. game. He came, his helmet came off. Well, then they also said that he had cramps, but he was playing through that. Right, right. That's, I got gotcha. you. But the point is, they were explaining happened. why they yeah, didn't yeah. put but him back in the you game. You can understand that, like you know, I, I, I everybody. He's cramps. the he's the first. He's the first. He's the number one QB. But yeah, there it isn't a guarantee, like it isn't with most people, that he's gonna he's gonna survive a full season. I mean, you say the same thing for Christian Ponder. Yeah, and right, and yeah, you had a good backup. Yeah, yeah. You made a we would if, make that point back yeah. then, but you have to have a good backup. Yeah, you go get you an EJ Manuel. <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. How you doing there, podcasters? Good, good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You could might happen. see us. Could you and I especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, it's or okay. Hot I, beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately good food. The most important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. they got TV, sports bar. they got that vibe. But beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again – other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those 
shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, and, you get the you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does at Horizons. I, I, I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the uh, right off of Thomasville Road in Bannerman. Uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. So I do wonder, as we continue to follow, and by the way, guys, go to uh, warchant.com to read the latest on all this madness, and it is madness right now in the world of college football, but in particular, everybody's concerned, obviously, about what Florida State's going to do in the transfer portal along with this signing class, and that changes by the minute. Yeah, so it's not just, world. not just self-promotion. It's true. Uh, Michael Langston uh, has updates incessantly on warchant.com to find out who we're visiting and who the hell we're interested in, the two linemen yesterday, all of that is... Uh, interest we were talking about this yesterday on jeff's show Corey, mm. um which now you'll be able to listen to because you know when wait. and where yeah, it man, is i've been really confused for um, a few months but it, it uh that balance between jumping on the first available players versus like how long do you hold out to see what else is going to be out there because oh, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I think the on the two ends of the spectrum last year you know like they took when they took mckenzie milton and not long after that they took the db from ucf who ended up not bam Moore or whatever his name was yeah who ended up not playing they jumped on him pretty early because he was a talented player and McKenzie liked him and it made sense. But then later in the year, when you're, you're looking at how many spots they have left, it's like, dude, how many DBs did you guys bring in? They brought in him, McClellan, yeah. Jamie mm-hmm. Robinson. They mm-hmm. brought in all these DBs. And then, so it's, so, and then like late in the year, when you don't have as many spots, you know, so that, that to me, I don't know how you decide that. Cause like in a recruiting cycle, it's pretty obvious, you know, when signing day is right. and they're all available. But with this, you don't know who's going to come available. No, and in like the 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 teams from the the players from the really good programs, it ain't going to be for a, so at after least, January. At least, well, yeah, at least on the playoff, like for those four, and then like if Alabama, God willing, loses this weekend, maybe they have a couple <laughs> guys that get in the portal at, before the bowl game. But yeah, I think last year, you know, they had just gone through COVID, and it was like, oh, you'll say yes. They you're did. interested well, in us. They needed numbers, right? And they but you're visit like people personally, like the kid at Arkansas, who you know he's fine, McClellan, but he's not Jamie Robinson. He's like, oh, you'll say yes. You're interested in us, okay? Yeah, we got a spot for we you. Started Man. in the SEC, yeah. the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Auburn kid, the the DJ, DJ Williams, Williams, the running back. One, it's like yeah. those are guys that I think I now. I'm curious, by the way, of all of it, that was. But like now, when you look at like how they're recruiting and what they, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more selective about right. like, okay, yeah, this kid, and, and they got the Cushney kid late, but it's like, yeah, this kid could play for us. I don't know that we want to extend an offer yet because this guy might be in, coming open in December. Yes, when we don't know what it's going to be. But when is the portal? Isn't this like the heaviest time? For it the is, portal? but then it kind of kicks back up after spring football because yes. some guys yeah. like Dylan Gibbons think, was out. Yeah, of the that's spring. right. That's right. So he yeah, man, I guess you, you'll find numbers, right? Like just even if you take ten in the next three weeks, you're still going to find numbers. Of I guess some if badass it's, a, if it's an available. impact guy. Then, yeah. Yes, if you'll you take know one hundred percent, you get them now. Yeah, especially if it's a position need. But other guys who are just good quality depth players, maybe you wait. If it's an offensive lineman, and it, and and they 
I mean, Dylan Gibbons, you you made fun of that, and we were like, man, no, no, no. I have a feeling it's yeah, going to work I, out. We're not we're not going to we're not going to do this where I like became like ah, Dylan Gibbons can't play. I was saying y'all were y'all were uh, no 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 y'all were sold <laughs> that no, he was gonna, not, he going to he was going to be an improvement. What we're not going to do is have you pretend that you didn't say <laughs> that Dylan Gibbons had no chance. No, I did not say he didn't have any you, chance. You uh, all but intimated you, that you no. thought he'd be you thought he'd be a deaf guy at best. No, no, y'all were guaranteed that he was going to upgrade the offense, which is what he did. But we've all been wrong. I'm not saying y'all were wrong in that sense, but I'm saying I didn't say. We're saying, no, no, we're saying you were wrong. (laughs) No. You got to clarify. I said I wasn't convinced. I wasn't convinced. Because he he didn't do anything at Notre Dame. Just because he was at Notre Dame doesn't mean he's going to be good here. Yes, it does. But now it yes, does. Com- compared to what they're trying now. Now yeah. it yes, does. Yes, it does. I mean, they're, they're, Notre Dame has bad guys right now you wouldn't take. I promise our you. Point, but I think <laughs> our point was they took a guy from FIU, and he became their best lineman in 2020. Yes. Right, but he started if this guy, at FIU. If this guy played at Notre Dame, and he did play. Uh, and he, right. And moreover, he was recruited he by and evaluated FSU. by a group of people that loads – Together, NFL offensive lineman on the record. But I'm going to go. We're going to go check the tapes. Yep, because I did not yeah. say that Gibbons could not play. No, you I did not say the that idea he, that he could have an impact. That he that he might be the, one of their best. No, offensive I poo pooed the idea that he like it was 100 percent definite he would well, nobody be. Nobody said it was 100 percent. But definite. you, you, but you, you're, you're also basing things on based on percentages, projections. We we, we don't know that somebody's not going to get hurt, for example. But we don't. I we mean, don't evaluate that way. You've spent the last. Four weeks, five weeks, saying that you don't think Tate Rodemaker's in their plans and can play at Florida State. He's basically a bust or a miss. Well, not a bust. If yeah, he was... comes back later and plays, you can't come back and say, "Well, I didn't say he couldn't do it." Well, well yeah, I mean, you you said, you... but I didn't say that about Gibbons. I didn't uh, say that about Gibbons. Oh, I said man. he was the seventh guy at Notre Dame, and you're like he's going to be the best lineman they have. I'm yeah, like, we were I, right, right, but there was nothing that he had done at Notre Dame other than being other at Notre than Dame. He recruited by Notre but, Dame, but they compared to what we years, have at FSU. But he ended up when, being where good. guys from Northern Illinois roll in and are immediately better than anybody else. He had. ended up being good. I right. did never say he was going to be terrible. He wasn't going to help. We didn't say he did. He just did. No, he didn't say you said he'd be terrible. He said he wouldn't make an impact. You said he wouldn't make an impact. You intimated he would not make an impact. You guys are crazy. Why are we relitigating this? We got special teams to talk about. <laughs> we got transfer portal to talk about. We got Billy Napier. We got so many things to talk Raquan about. Raquan Evans not going to play. Not the end of the world. But no Ngom and no McLeod means that Purdue's bigs are going to have a field day. And I'm not happy about this game tonight, guys. Just want to let you know, I'm first guessing. But we got a problem yeah, it's tonight. It's going to be right? a big problem. Just I think. Put it out there. You know, their leading scorer is this kid, the seven four kid, Purdue. He's named Zach Eady, I think. Uh-huh. He's seven four. He averages 17.7 points and eight rebounds a game in 19 minutes. Yeah, it's a he plays 19 minutes a game and is averaging Talk us 17. Talk the ledge. Oh, no, no he's not going to do that. It's going to be a tough game. It's he thinks tough. the problem is well. the problem. The two things Purdue's I was going to be a problem. The only thing I'd say about this game is, yes, Purdue's offense has been great, but as Corey pointed out in his preview story today, you know, they did beat Carolina and they did beat, did beat Villanova. I don't think he had quite those numbers. I don't think he had quite those numbers in those games. But the other four games they played was like Bellarmine and mm. and whoever. So they got Nebraska, some numbers. Omaha, two pretty good wins, though. Right. So they're, yeah, they're good. They're averaging ninety two points a game and shooting fifty five percent, which is number two or three in the country field goal percentage. But Florida State's defense has been good, and I think that athleticism will create challenges for them. I mean, Florida State does have some athletic ability. That kid's seven four. I don't know that Malik Osborne. I mean, he's going to front him all day, but it's going to be a challenge. So we'll, you know, it's going to be a tough test. And a tough environment, and they're a veteran team. There's not much to to feel good about Florida State's chances other than just compete. We lost eighty to sixty four there, as I recall, two years ago uh, against Purdue, right? And no, and, Indiana. Or Indiana. That was Indiana. Oh, yeah. Indiana. Sorry, yeah, uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. Sorry, right. Uh, so got boat raced in that one, unfortunately. And I think this could be worse unless we hit a ton of threes, which is possible. 
Yeah, and they don't. I mean, they might not be great defensively, so you could get up and down and score. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good uh it's a good test for them early though. <laughs> it's a good test. It's a good test. See where you are. Uh, get you back to the drawing board, and then they got Syracuse. They open up ACC play this on weekend. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. At home, which is crazy that they're already opening up ACC play. It's happening play. that quickly, and I'm looking forward to that because I think we'll all be there at the same time. I don't know if you're going to be in town. No, but man. It's, Georgia's playing Alabama in the SEC championship game yeah. at the exact same time. I'll be there. I'll be covering that game. Well, let's, yell the Vista. let's yell at each other in the next hour. <laughs> we got questions. We can yell at the questioners. Coming up next on Seminole Headlines.